Welcome to Live Learn Dream. This is a special trio podcast segment for the Hustle and Cheer Society, a podcast for the modern female professional who is ready to take a big next step in their personal and work life. The Hustle and Cheer Society is a community led by Bella Cordes, Sam Cogley, and yours truly, Zim. We are here to guide you with our life-changing experiences and modern perspectives. In every episode, we will be sharing actionable how-tos on how we transition from inspiration to motivation, challenge imposter syndrome, and how to find the right guidance within our circle for our new chapter. Our goal is to motivate you by asking yourself, what's next? Bella and Sam, I would love for you to introduce yourself for everyone to learn who you are and what you have to offer. Bella, how about you go first? Hey guys, I'm Bella Cordes, and I'm a photographer and creative director at Split Remedy Media. And hi guys, I'm Sam. I am a brand creative designer and the owner of Sam Morgan Creative. And I'm Seaton. I am the founder of Live, Learn, Dream, a modern lifestyle brand and advertising academy. And together, we are the Hustle and Cheer Society. Woohoo! Woo! Yay! <laughs> All right, so we're going to get right into it. The episode title is Transitioning from 9 to 5, Owning Your Next Chapter and Getting Your Friends and Family and Coworkers on Board with Your New Journey. So we really want to talk about, you know, our inner circle and overcoming the stigma of doing something new and not feeling like a failure. And this can mean in so many different areas. It could mean in entrepreneurship or finding a major in college or just finding a new job or going in a completely different sector or whatever it may be that is something that's different from the last 10 or five years of your life. So we're going to have about five different questions and topics we're going to be talking about and showing our perspectives because we are all unique as an individual and we have a lot of things to share that we feel that you can relate to. So the first question is, why would you give up something so good that you worked so hard for? You spent so much time in college and hustling and building your repertoire in your career in your 20s. And now you're giving it all up. You're a senior in the industry and you have benefits and everything. And why would you give that up transitioning from nine to five? Sam, do you have something that you can provide like and share your experience on this? I feel like a lot of people don't understand that like you spent so much time like building your career, you've made it this far. A lot of people see it as like you're quitting or giving up. They don't understand it's actually pivoting into just a different format of your career. So like I've not received this directly from people. Like no one's ever said to me like, "Hey, why did you give up your career?" But I can tell like through questions, it's it's on people's minds. So how were you able to overcome that feeling when you knew that they were indirectly asking that? How were you able to overcome that so it didn't feel like you were quitting? And how were you able to manage your mind and your conversations with these people for them to not say these questions again? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. So for me personally, it actually took quite a while, like several months for me to get over my imposter syndrome. And I was actually really surprised by that. And it took several months, but I had to make that mental jump to apply the skills that I had in corporate to starting my business and kind of starting my next chapter. And it's something that a lot of people don't understand, but I think it's important to know that that's totally okay. Right. Because the people around you aren't entrepreneurs, right? Exactly. Right. You know, I think it's important to also know it's not out of animosity. People care about you. They want to see you succeed. 
Right. So these kind of people aren't really your people in the sense that you're going to be asking advice specifically on your new journey. And so it's not that you're giving up anything. It's just that you're pivoting, right? Like, and people think that you're just like quitting, but you're not really quitting. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, if people keep insisting, like if they keep asking you like, Hey, like, what is it that you're doing? Like, it's fine. You don't have to cut them out of your life, but like, just know that these people are not your people to talk business with. That's awesome. Bella, do you have any experience in receiving these kind of questions? Question was, why would you give up something so good that you work so hard for? You spent so much time in college and just hustling in your 20s and have become a very senior professional in the industry. And now you're doing something completely different. So I definitely found myself having to over explain and defend my choice to leave the corporate world. I think not everyone knows what they want to do from a young age. I think it's amazing for those who already really knew that. But for some of us, it takes time to figure out what we enjoy, what we want to pursue. And that includes trial and error. And I think for most people, you know, it's trying to move into something that's not stable is scary. Um, And having to explain to them that, it's okay. It's something that you're trying because it's just been a thought in the back of your head for the longest time. You know, that's how I felt. Um, I never really found anything that I wanted to do. And going through college, I wasn't sure I was on the right path. And I just picked something, you know, picked a career path that was stable, that I had an interest in. But, you know, over time, you quickly learn what you enjoy and don't enjoy in a job. And especially in the corporate world, I think it can take a toll on some of us that are maybe a bit more creative or have that entrepreneurial drive and spirit. And it's challenging to put yourself into that box when you know that there's something more out there for you. For some people, that's perfectly fine to stay in a safe, comfortable environment. They might enjoy it, but some of us just have to step outside and figure out if there's something different out there for us. And it's hard to get others to realize that you're going down this sort of scary route without a stable corporate safety net of salary and 401k and all of these benefits. But for a lot of people, it's something you have to try. Um, And you have to explain to others that, you know, this is something I need to do for myself to figure out if I can do it. And whatever the outcome is, you want them to be there and be supportive. But if not, like Sam mentioned earlier, you just kind of find your group. You find the people that are willing to be supportive and understand you um, and know that this is something you have to pursue and try and whatever happens is, is going to be okay. Yeah. Thanks, Bella. For me, I feel like, you know, people think that you're quitting and you're like, you're just throwing everything away, but actually they don't really even know what I do. So in regards to like my skill sets and everything and being in the digital realm of things and technology, I think people really underestimate how those skills actually can be transferable, like to what Sam's saying. And it's really just a pivot. So for me, I've grown and matured. I'm a completely new person. When I was 23, hell, what the hell did I know? You know, all I knew was like, I gotta pay the bills. I gotta, you know, live alone. I have to pay my student loans. So there was a definitely a direction and goal that isn't the same for me today. And so what I like and what I dislike, where I want to be like, and even how I want to be challenged in life is just completely different. And as you mature and grow in different experiences and learn a lot of different things, you just end up to be a 
upgraded version of yourself. And that's what I feel like I am today. And all that advertising stuff that I did, I feel like I've paid my dues for that. Like now I feel like I've graduated. I feel like advertising to me, being that advertising industry was just like boot camp. It was like you're hustling left, right, and center, literally overnight sometimes um, for multiple days just for a freaking campaign launch. And, you know, you learn so many things, whether it's technical skills or it's soft skills or whatever it is. And it just has led me to set myself up for success for this next chapter, you know? And I think a lot of people like around me would be like, well, now you're not going to have your benefits. You're not going to have consistent, you know, a salary and stuff like that. I'm like, you can still do the same thing. It's just not in that lens. And I feel like when people are in their own world, they're very tunnel vision as to what the success means to them. And so when they're trying to protect and love you, you know, and that would be me in this case, you know, they're just saying this because they just don't want to see me fail and fall hard or get hurt, you know, which I appreciate so much. But at the same time, it would be like really nice if they wouldn't ask those kind of questions, you know, and understand and just respect the skill sets that I have and just support me by, you know, being a sideline cheerleader and being genuine about that too. I think that's the thing where it's really hard to overcome because when you're yourself trying to wake up every single day, you know, I wake up in the morning and I'm just like, okay, I gotta do this. And then someone goes at me like for that question, they haven't even been curious about me for the past freaking months. Like why, why would they care? You know? And like, why do I have to tell them my whole entire story when they haven't been curious or had put any effort whatsoever to even, you know, understand what is happening in my world. So that's where I feel like there's a level of respect and just pure ignorance. You know, it just doesn't serve me. So I think how I've been able to overcome that is just knowing who is serving me and who is not. And serving isn't like, and just to be very clear, serving doesn't mean that there's a transaction or, you know, some kind of loyalty or dictatorship. Serving, it means that if they are part of your energy or not. You know, and I think that is very, very key to how we need to look at things just in general in life. I will say, see, to one of your points, I think it's really interesting that you brought up how this is kind of like your next chapter. I've had a lot of people kind of like say to me, like, well, maybe did you make a mistake in your career by choosing corporate? Yeah, I think you just have to move along and continue with your plans and, um, you know, hope that at some point people will understand what you're doing. And if not, you keep pushing and pursuing what you want because that's just what you enjoy and figure yourself out along the way. And I think that's perfectly okay. Right. Mm -hmm. And definitely understand that like, this is your next chapter. Yep. And not theirs. And not theirs. Everyone is on their different journey and that is okay. All right. (laughs) The next question that we hear that's most common is, can you get a real job? And this is in context of not taking you as the person who's doing something new seriously and having like a lack of confidence in when you kind of explain what you're trying to do or you're doing something new or you announce that you're doing something new and they're like, "Mm, can you get a real job? So Bella, I would love to hear your experience on this one if you have received this question before. Yeah, I think it's always challenging with family and friends, but um, I've absolutely had people kind of tell me and give me advice on, you know, what I should be doing and, you know, why are you trying to pursue something that um, isn't going to bring in a salary for 
potentially an unknown amount of time. I think that's the the hardest thing for a lot of people to overcome when you're explaining your new pursuits and starting something from scratch. It's going to take time, you know, but you you have to build it up. So you don't want to just go get another real job. The reason you left corporate or you left a different, you know, stable life is to try and go pursue something on your own to see if you can do it. But nothing happens overnight. And I think it's important to tell your, you know, friends and family that and make sure that they give you that time and grace to figure things out on your side, um, you know, and just tell them that, hey, I'm working on something. It might take some time. Yeah, I'm not, you know, working on stable salary yet because I have to build it. And it could take six months. It could take a year, you know, and it might involve loans and this and that, you know, just whatever your job is. And also saying that people aren't taking you seriously because they think you're just doing something for fun, right? Like, and they're seeing it as like a hobby or something that you're just kind of just using time for whatever. And they're not seeing it that it can actually be a business. Exactly. I think something on the creative realm, like going into photography for myself, you know, people think, oh, that's that's really cute. Like, oh, you like taking pictures and they they downplay it, which is unfortunate, you know, and you again have to sort of talk them into the fact that people make real money with pursuits like that, um, you know, something creative. Um, and I, I think it's challenging for a lot of people to see people making money from a hobby. You just have to give that back to them and say, hey, other people are making substantial amounts of money with this. And this is something feasible. So give me that time. Let me explore this. But don't diminish what I'm doing. Don't make me feel like it's something small and trivial because it's not. And I'm working on that. Absolutely. And like for me, it's really my mom. (laughs) It's the only person in my circle who's like, Like she never really said it directly saying like, can you get a real job? But it was more like suggestions like, hey, you know, if you want to switch industries or something like that, why don't you go to this company? How about Google? How about Facebook? She's just like literally thinking of any top brand company she can think of. It's kind of like when you choose a university and it's just like, how about Harvard? You know, so (laughs) that's coming from her world. But, you know, when I when I talk to her, I'm just like, this is a real job. She just wants for me to know not be hustling every single day. And I think that's because my dad is an entrepreneur himself. So her helping with my dad and, you know, throughout these years to try and make things, you know, as them being immigrants, it's difficult. And she saw a side of it that was very, very rough, you know, and it's not to be downplayed like that at all, but she just has no idea that from my end, I'm not doing physical labor, you know, I'm not on my feet like 24 seven, like it's definitely a white collar kind of sector that I'm in and this whole digital service realm, but it's something that she doesn't even really understand because she doesn't really understand the internet, period. Like she doesn't even have an iPhone or anything. So she's very, very, very much behind the time. So she just understands that, oh, if you go to a great brand reputation, you know, company, then you're going to be okay. You're going to be fine. You're going to live the best life. And that's what you're supposed to be doing here in America. So, you know, I just kind of put that aside. I don't really let it get to me. I just try like the next time when I have a phone call with my mom, you know, it's the last thing I want to talk about. So I just kind of avoid it and really just try to turn the table and have a conversation about her and like trying to understand what her day's like rather than everything about me. I'd rather have her talk to me about weight loss, honestly, than this whole new career path that I'm doing. And I think that's perfectly okay. I think a lot of us want to shield ourselves from, you know, the criticism and the constant, you know, I'm putting this into air quotes, the advice giving, you know, that you want to just tell them like, 
I love you. I know you're trying to be supportive, but some of this advice is maybe a little off-putting or it's just not the support that I need to go and pursue what I want to do. It's just not called for. And it's really hard to try and talk someone down that you love, you know, from approaching it that way. Yeah. And I think for anyone out there who's like, oh, wait, I was one of those people. I think it's more like, were you actually curious about what they were doing? Like what their process was, like the actual details as if you were a partner of their company. You know, I think that is when you get to a level of detail that is very respectful if you want to invest that time to help that other person out. Yeah, I I think it's just really important that to know that like your friends, your family, your coworkers, your circle, they just want to see you succeed. Totally. And it's just like the reframing of the mind, right? So when they are saying something like that, it's not to take it as a personal attack. It's just like, okay, they're saying this out of love. I'm just going to put that aside. I'm just going to shelve it for a hot second and I'm going to get on with my life, right? Exactly. Yeah. Just know that sometimes you just have to let it go and say, that's okay. I'm going to prove it to you and show them, show them what you've got, show them what you're made of, and then they'll believe it. All right. Thanks, ladies. So the next question is huge because this is receiving advice from someone directly. Just to level set the listeners, this is in context of transitioning from being a senior corporate worker onto your dream entrepreneur job. And we are going to be talking about side hustles. We are going to be talking about different types of jobs that are available as part-time or whatever. And we just want to make sure that before we dive into a experiences, there is no problem with different jobs in society. There's no shame. There's no judgment to get money because money is not everything. Okay. It's just when there is a different leap and jump of when you're replacing your nine to five, that is the difference. So we're talking about the difference between side hustle money and replacing your nine to five. So I just want to make sure that all listeners have that in mind when we are talking about our experiences. The familiar question that we get is, if you need to make money, why don't you just work at Starbucks? Why don't you just work at the grocery store or just work at a gas station, just anything just to have a hourly rate just say get some money in. Bella, have you had this kind of experience before? I actually had this exact experience, you know, with a coworker telling me um, really within a month of me quitting and leaving my corporate life, you know, telling me that, oh, well, don't worry, you know, if you're starting to struggle, you can just work at Starbucks or do something like that. And I think for some of us who have left you know, high paying corporate salaries and careers. And, you know, we worked years, you know, for me, eight years to get to a six figure salary and, and to leave that and to then hear someone tell you, well, you know, just go work, you know, again, just a regular job. It makes you feel like, again, they're not taking you seriously, but that they think that's what you should be doing now. And I think it's really hard to wrap your mind around you know, going, I I guess the right way to say it is kind of jumping down the ladder, you know, and and just going to go do something just to make ends meet, which again, there's no problem with doing so. But then you have to make sure you balance, you know, whatever you need to do as a side hustle, like you said, see with making sure you still have the time to pursue what you're still trying to make work because it takes a lot of sweat and tears and effort you know, and if you're just going to go work at, you know, any other job just to make ends meet, 
it, it can't be a nine to five switch. It can't be a full-time thing because then you'll never get your other pursuit off the ground. I definitely think like whatever it is you end up doing, just make sure to keep your goals in mind. So if you do need that side hustle to fund your dreams, do it, but make sure you still have time to like actually meet your goals, you know? Yeah. And Sam, I think you have received like a job description or some kind of job application somewhere from an old coworker that's similar to this. Can you tell us a little bit more about that whole situation and how you overcame it? I definitely have had a few old coworkers reach out to me with, Hey, like here's a job listing. I think you'd be perfect for it. And that's totally fine. And I really, really appreciate it. But I think what they don't understand is my goal is to replace my nine to five with another nine to five. So it is, it is difficult, but you just have to focus on your goals. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's when you receive these kind of links, it's like, is it even at the same caliber of work that I was doing when I was at nine to five? Because Sam, you're like a very high end creative. You're like, you're, you're like a huge brand designer. So the different kind of brands that you have worked with in the past are like global brands, like they're huge. And so for someone to kind of give you a job link to something that is, you know, not in the same caliber of work, it, it, it's almost kind of like defeating a little bit, right? Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like when I do get those connections, although I'm grateful, my instant reaction is a little bit offended. And I know that sounds negative. Like it should not be my first instinct to be offended that my network is reaching out to me. And, you know, they saw this job and thought of me, that's great. And it's just not what I'm aiming for. Yeah. And it would just be nice if it was like a job, you know, application in the new industry that you're in or something that's related to what you're currently doing. And I think that is the huge disconnect, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people like really focus on like brand names. So when they see that you've worked in companies with these big names and they see these open positions, they instantly think of you. And there's nothing wrong with that. They just don't know what your goals are. Yeah. And maybe like to those people who might be doing it and even to ourselves who might be subconsciously doing it as well. Um, maybe the best recommendation you can provide is messaging that person and saying, Hey, if you ever need help with anything on LinkedIn, I can provide your recommendation. Let me know if you want a review or recommendation or something. I feel like that is probably the most helpful thing that they could possibly do. Right. 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 Like definitely be gracious and appreciative, Mm -hmm. but you can still let them know like, Hey, like, um, I appreciate it. I'm not really going for corporate jobs anymore. I actually have my own business. So if you need any of these services from me, definitely keep me in mind and kind of spin it in that way. Yeah, that is awesome. That's great advice, Sam. Thank you. As for me, from my perspective, if someone said, if you need to make money, work at X, um, that actually happened to me in my inner circle. Actually, the person I live with and actually the person who I am most intimate with, which is actually my boyfriend. So um, that we've been together for a few years. And, you know, there's one thing for a coworker to say it. And then for me, it was like, holy shit, I've been with this person for so many years now. This person knows me inside and out. Like, how dare they even like, you know, say that? And that was my first reaction, similar to you, Sam. I was just like, I'm not supposed to be negative about it. But, you know, it, it wasn't like my boyfriend was saying, oh, this is the level you should be doing. He was just like, literally saying anything. And the only place because of the COVID-19 thing, there's only like three places we actually go to. And one of them is out of two grocery stores. <laughs> it's kind 
kind of like top of mind. But it was something where I immediately felt so defeated because I was like, couldn't he just like say something else, you know? But I went to like down the whole rabbit hole because I was also not feeling the greatest that day either. And I just let that emotion kind of take over me, you know? And like what you were saying, Sam, is like people are just trying to protect and love you. And he wasn't like so serious about it. He was just saying like, look, like I know you can do anything, but if you just want to have a high side hustle or if you just need some money in or whatever, you can do something part-time. Bella, to your point, it's like there's only so many hours in a day, right? And whatever you do in life, doesn't matter what caliber of work you're doing, it's going to take up your energy and time. So if you're not able to spend the majority of your time doing the thing you love and building your empire, essentially, you know, like there is no time to do it. And so I think that is where... You know, how I was able to even overcome that situation was I had to do a lot of self-care techniques for one. (laughs) I had to calm the fuck down. (laughs) And then, you know, I actually talked to him. I said, hey, hon, you know, like that really kind of hurt me because I'm just not in the best moment right now. I'm feeling really down. Imposter syndrome is really getting to me right now. And I would really appreciate it if, you know, if I'm maybe talking about something about finance or something to not say that, you know, and it'd be just great if we can just look at things like, you know, if I have to take out a loan, then we're just going to do that, you know, pursue your dreams kind of thing, you know, like actually talk real money. Like, Hey, do you want to have a look at our bank accounts and just like go down and see what we can minimize? Like something that's more actionable as a to do rather than just saying something spur at the moment. So I think that was the thing that where after we had that discussion, honestly, we've had haven't had that issue since. And I feel like instead of like taking that in, holding it to your chest and like, mm, you know, and snowballing that into an, into a whole thing that could actually erupt into a full on argument down the road. You know, I think that is my advice in that kind of situation to just confront it head on, have the discussion and let that person know what you would like to hear if in the situation when you yourself are exerting, you know, negative feelings about a specific topic like finance or whatever it may be. So that's how I was able to overcome it. I think most important of all, just be upfront with how you feel and let them know what you need. So to Sam's point, if it's saying, hey, this is what I've transitioned to, you know, and make it a positive spin and tell them that this is the type of work I'm looking for now. I'm actually doing my own thing, you know, or letting them know that, hey, I'm open to something on the side, maybe part time, but I would like it in my field, Mm -hmm. you know, because you still want it to be related to what you're working on. With what C was saying with your boyfriend, it's often just the people that are closest to us that will react, not extremely, but in the most passionate way. And it's purely out of care. Right. And even though we live in the same place, he doesn't necessarily know all the details you know, and my vision and everything, because he's not in the business with me. So just for those people who are living in the same space with those intimate people, whether that's your mom, boyfriend, husband, whatever, even though you might be living in the same space and you're with them 24 seven, they might not know exactly what you are doing. And that's the same thing with their work. Do you know exactly what they're doing? Probably not. So it's kind of having that separation and boundary of respecting each other on um, just trying to listen where they're coming from. Exactly. Just know that everyone shows love and care in a different way, but you also have to protect yourself and just let them know how you feel. It's a challenging time making a huge transition. So let them know and put up some of those boundaries. And if you have to, especially with someone you're you know with all the time. All right. On to the fourth question. 
So this is a common question um, that you may have received when a close family member or friend thinking that you are home all day and you have spare time to do whatever. Um, so the question would be like, Mm, you're home all day. So like, what are you actually doing? You're like, don't you have time to do X, Y, and Z? Like, can you help me with this baby shower, blah, 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 blah. And then now you're just someone's assistant. How would you say no? Or how would you avoid this question? Or how do you even react to this question? How do you just move on from this moment if you're confronted with this question? Yeah, I think for me personally, I came from a career that was very visual as a designer, obviously. So it was easy for people, even in my outer circle, kind of to see what I was working on. And I've always had things to share. I always had like very visual milestones. But as a business owner, it's kind of more difficult to be as visual in that sense. Um, there's a lot more backend tasks that you have to spend your time on. And not everyone understands that like, so often it seems like you're not doing as much as you were before. Absolutely. I think that's a, a great point, Sam. A lot of people just need to see something tangible. At the end of the day, you're trying to tell them, well, here's what I'm working on, but it may take you some time to get to that point where you have clients coming in or just that steady sort of pace of business. And I think for myself personally, it's just trying to tell people hey, here's actually what I'm doing all week, you know, and don't get into nitty gritty details or, you know, give them too much to work off of, but just tell them, hey, I'm working on marketing. I have to promote myself. I had to build a web page. Like there's so much you have to do. And I, I think it's great and important to tell people what it takes to start a business from scratch and, you know, to start something different and also be a higher level of respect for what you're doing, because maybe it'll help them put it into perspective of, oh, if I was trying to do this, wow, that, that would take up a lot of time. I know that you can't just build all of that in a day or two and then try to get clients and this and that. So it's important to just let people know, hey, there's a lot going on and a lot of stress and I'm trying to build up a whole platform and a whole brand and then also bring in clients and, you know, try to create a steady income stream, you know, and they'll hopefully respect you for doing that. Exactly. And I think that is the mindset shift though, right? Like from traditional nine to five, when you are responsible for one sector, right? But when you think about a whole business, there's a reason why there's so many departments. There's a reason why there's so many people involved. Um, and there's a reason why we talk about work-life balance all the time in nine to five, because you just need to do that one task, you know, and that's how you're contributing to that business. It's kind of like, you know, when you vote, it's the one thing you need to do to contribute to society. So it's kind of, I don't know, to me, it's, no one has really asked me this question. They've said comments. I've had people close to me say things like, well, you're not doing all anything all day. And I'm just like, whoa, excuse me. <laughs> like, It's really kind of like a slap on the face, honestly. Like it hurts, especially the people kind of closest to me. And I'm just like, you know, and I'll be like, what do you mean I'm not doing anything all day? And then I need to like calm down and be like, okay, don't pick a fight here and try to understand where they're coming from. And what I have to say is like, actually, I am really busy all day. You know, I am able to respond to you, but that doesn't mean that I'm not busy all day, you know? And I think what, you know, both of you guys have touched on is there's a lot of operational stuff to do in the back end of this whole entire thing. This is not like, oh, you're a designer, you just design all day. No, man, like you're starting a whole new business. You got to deal with taxes. You got to deal with a lot of legal stuff. You have to deal with like 
being the developer, you know, to freaking build your own website. You have to design, you have to be the creative director and what art direction. You have to be the social content media manager. You have to be every single role in every single business. And you're one person. Totally. It's like, what do yep. you expect? <laughs> I feel that so hard. <laughs> well, I guess when you're in a nine to five, that business framework is kind of already there for you to work within. You're just doing your job. But when you have your own business, you're also building that framework for yourself to work within. And it's a lot of back end to your point, C. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think when you also transition, you know, from a steady nine to five, nine to eight, whatever your time frame was, you know, you have so much more freedom to create your own schedule. So I think that's another part of running your own business and doing your own thing. You can kind of choose how you want to spend your time. And usually for most of us, it ends up being every day, but some days you think, okay, I need to sleep in or I need to rest, but I'm going to work into the evening. I'm going to work weird hours because it's just whatever you're comfortable with. So I think it's also a strange adjustment and it's important to tell people, yeah, maybe I might be free in the morning, but then I work until 10 p.m. or I work into some weird hours because you don't really ever stop doing your own business. That's a great point you brought up. Yeah, I, I love that. I think you also kind of touched on, I don't know if there's a term for this, but choice overload. Like you can do whatever you want with your day. And sometimes the- like, Amen, sister. Yes. <laughs> having all of those options, <laughs> I get so overwhelmed. I'm like, and so many aspects of my business that I need to focus on, it's hard to prioritize sometimes. For sure. All right. The last question that we commonly get, and I feel like there's going to be a lot to learn from this um, and a lot that we can share is, can you really do that? You're not doing what everyone else does. You know, what's wrong with having security and benefits and wanting to save up to buy a house or whatever? So these are kind of like the questions we would get from people who learned what you are actually doing, but like four to six months down the road. And they still have a lack of confidence in you because you're not showing up. You're not showing up within their expectation, you know, because they have no idea what's happening in your project plan, right? And <laughs> business plan. But for them, they're like, well, she should be doing this by now or whatever. So tell me a little bit more how you are going through this right now, Bella. Oh, this is such a sore spot for me. This one is a, the biggest challenge for myself personally. So I, I already have very high standards for myself. You know, I'm a very private person in general. It's hard for me to share what's going on in my life because in the past, you know, if I receive anything negative about that, I just immediately shut down. And even though I've gotten better about that, you know, it's trying to protect yourself from, you know, feeling inferior. And again, when, especially when you come from a bigger corporate salary background and you're starting completely over you don't want to feel like you're a loser. I mean, that is the exact word that I just have repeating in my head and like, okay, I'm sitting at home some days, you know, especially at the beginning, you wake up thinking like, I don't know what to do today. I'm overwhelmed. I, you know, don't know how to be successful because people only attribute success to something financial, you know, and um, fighting through that. And especially trying to explain to people what you're doing and feeling confident in that is, has been the biggest, biggest challenge for me. Um, you know, and even explaining, you know, why I'm not even going the traditional route with photography. Like people will ask me, oh, well, are you doing wedding photography or, you know, some of those other things? And, and I'm not, I want to focus on something that's 
a little bit more high end. I want to do fashion and beauty photography. I want to work on editorials and magazines. And that's already kind of a pipe dream for most. And so I'm nervous about it, but let alone having people try to understand why you're doing something even more difficult in your new industry. You know, they just can't really wrap their mind around that. What I really think is, you know, you only have one life to live, shoot for the stars, aim high, explore what you want. And at the end of the day, there is no failing. There is just trying or not trying and to be disappointed with yourself because you didn't try to pursue something you really want, I think is the biggest letdown. It's not what other people think of you. It's not, you know, how they perceive failure and success. Um, And for myself, I, I always try to think of the expression, you know, if people are not going to be part of your struggle, they shouldn't be part of that success and that victory. And and that's super important to remember when you're receiving a lot of negativity, you know, they might be happy when you're saying, Hey, I'm a millionaire now, or I finally made it. Well, you know what? You weren't helping me along the way or giving me that support. And, you know, I don't really want you around for that journey. Yeah. And especially for those who like pretend that they are trying to support you too. Mm -hmm. I love what you said about that because I've personally had so many people in my life who are there when it seems like I'm succeeding. Like visually, I have a lot to share. It looks like I've got a lot going on. They're there to be a part of that. But when it looks like, you know, when you're a business owner, you're a bit quieter. You're busier with backend things. You're not as out there um, because you can't be, like you physically can't be. Those people kind of disappear during those times. Absolutely. They're kind of the, you know, the bandwagon fans, you'd call them, right? They're there when you're on that high, riding that roller coaster of success and everything. And they're like, yeah, you know, go Sam, you can do it. But then when you're struggling and actually looking for that support to help with your mental state and things like that, all of a sudden there's just crickets because it's harder for people to tackle those types of issues anyways you know, but you need to find that right circle who will be there for both. Yeah. And like, for me, it's been, it's been quite a journey and I have a different experience and maybe a different perspective that I can tell. First of all, I have a very hard rule now, like since I turned like 27, I think, and I do not allow people in my circle who are pretending or just wanting something from me. Like I've learned how to be a little bit more mature and being able to really filter out the people who actually care about me, who are actually curious about me, who actually wants the best you know, out of me. And so those are the humans that I really keep close to me. Um, But other people, like if they are just trying to like fake pretend or just check in here and there, but they don't even are curious about me at all. Fuck it. Like, I don't care. It's a two-way street, right? It takes two to tango and it can't always be a one-way thing. But for me, it was really about no one ever really questioned about my ability, to be honest. I never had someone ask me, can you really do that? You know, like I've never really had anyone question about it. They will always say something like, oh, you're going to do something new, see? Well, I know you're going to do really well in whatever you're doing because you are just always like that. You're kind of an overachiever. You are a rock star, blah, blah, blah. And they all these positive things, but how I felt when I heard that, it actually felt a bit shitty, honestly, just kind of where I am in my life, because I think it was like, I didn't feel any kind of challenge 
you know, like, or a new opportunity or a new idea or a new kind of, you know, they help brainstorm me like, yeah, your skill set here was awesome. And I, I know you because of that. And I think you would be really great doing X or, you know, or going into this sector or, you know, having this as a feature in your new business or something like that. There was just no challenge. And, you know, when working alone, it is really different because you're not bouncing ideas left, right and center all day, every day, you know? And so for me to overcome that feeling, it's something that I am still working on, I think, you know? It's something that I'm like, okay, I can do it, but why am I not showing up? And that is the whole premise of this whole entire collaboration as well that I'm so thankful to even be part of with you guys is that you guys have really helped me to just show up. I, you know, and you guys are like my chosen work family. So it, I think that's something to really talk about is like, who do you choose to work with? Who do you choose to be vulnerable with? For those people to not think that you're weak, that this is just something that you're going through and you're going to get over it. Just like any business owner that's like, okay, there's this task and this task. Let me check this Mm -hmm. off. I'm going to be sad for a second. I'm going to cry in the shower for a second, you know, but some other people might think, oh my God, she's losing it. She's done with. Give her a job (laughs) application to McDonald's. (laughs) No. And you know, like those are, you, you know, like now going through that journey that those are not your people. Exactly. And it was the hardest lesson I think I've learned in this whole entire journey. Yeah. I think for me too, that was my most underrated lesson that I've learned is to find my work family and find people like you that I can talk to about certain work things. Exactly. You always will have your friends and family as your main support system for whatever else is going on in your personal life, but definitely so important. And that's a a lesson that I learned too, and was so thankful to find a group of people that have the same ideas that I have and are kind of on the same track. It's just so much easier to talk to them about openly, talk openly about crazy stuff that's going on, the good and the bad, the ugly. And I think it just creates a safer space for that side of it. And it's okay to compartmentalize and leave other parts of your life, you know, to your regular group of friends and family. Awesome. I think there's so much that everyone can take away from this. We're going to do some rapid fire questions just for everyone to know us a little bit more (laughs) and talk about where people can find us. But we're going to start with the rapid fire questions. So the first question is, what's your favorite drink? Black coffee and anything (laughs) gin related for me on the cocktail side. Nice. Yeah, I think for me, there's no in between. It's either like an oat milk latte just to be bougie. And then I just like jump to being basic with red wine, honestly. (laughs) That's awesome. Solid. (laughs) For me, it's the typical caramel macchiato, but with almond milk and Mm. or a cold canned Japanese beer, specifically Kirin or Sapporo or anything, but just it has to be in the can. I don't know why, but just has to be in the can. Nice. I just like that sound, you know, it's like, oh, here's your reward for the day. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Love it. (laughs) Number two, what is your number one takeout food? Mine's Thai food. Okay, I am all in on the ramen. Either that or sushi. It's my guilty pleasure. Oh, so hard to decide. I mean, I always, I'm good with New York City style pizza. Awesome. (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) Number three, what show are you currently watching? For me, it's this Korean drama on Netflix called Startup. Very, you know, entrepreneurship-like themed. Um, it's with Bae Suzy and Nam Joo Hyuk. 
Ooh, I might have to check that out. I love The Queen's Gambit. It's my current binge. I oh, think it's I need a to phenomenal show. Mm, yeah, I've heard of that one. I mean, they made chess look interesting, so they did a great <laughs> huh. job. <laughs> yeah, for me, um, I've been watching a lot of basically like business YouTube videos, but also my fiance and I have been rewatching a lot of Adam Sandler movies. Oh, We're just boy. watching the whole catalog of Adam Sandler movies. Classic <laughs> comedy. I love it. You know. <laughs> All right, ladies, where can everyone find you? You can find me on Instagram at B-G-K-O-R-T-E-S and also at splitremedymedia.com. And I'm also on Instagram under Sam Morgan Creative or sammorgancreative.com. You just listened to a special trio podcast segment for the Hustle and Cheer Society brought to you by co-hosts Bella, Sam, and C. We hope our different perspectives can help you to tackle moments when transitioning from nine to five with family members, friends, and ex-coworkers. If this was helpful to you in any way, we would love to hear from you on Instagram. Chat with us directly on Instagram with our Hustle and Cheers Society handle at Hustle and Cheers or our individual handles at Live Learn Dream for C, coach and owner of Live Learn Dream, at BG Cordes, that's K-O-R-T-E-S for Bella, photographer and creative director, and at Sam Morgan Creative for Sam, brand creative designer and owner of Sam Morgan Creative. If you want to read and save this very episode's tips and bookmark them, go to livelearndream.com forward slash hustle and cheers for all the show notes and links. We are here to guide you with our life-changing experiences and modern perspectives. Together, we will take real steps to move forward in our new chapter. Until next time, rock stars. Awesome. Until next time, guys. Bye.